Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, listeners. Uh, this is going to be a very special episode. I'm doing my first collaboration. Uh, so I'm Tyler Cirillo, host of the Other Worlds podcast, and I'm joined by you know, two of some of my favorite podcasters. Uh, yeah, it's all you guys. Hey, I'm James Miller from the Lore Boys podcast, and and I'm Peter O'Donohue from uh, that very same Lore Boys podcast. We're missing our third Lore Boy, who's usually here each week. He's off on a vacation in Nicaragua, and that's Ethan Palmer. But yeah, just us for today. Well, I just want to thank you guys both again for taking time out of your Sunday to come talk to me. Thank you for asking us. Hey, man. I love doing it. Yeah, I think this is going to be fun. Fucking better be. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, let's just get into it. What got you guys into podcasting? Uh, Ethan was the guy who kind of started the the idea. He was working. We both work at a video game company. We weren't really moving up in the company at that point. I think he was looking for some sort of creative outlet. So he approached um, both me and Peter. We met at a bar and uh, said, hey, we want to do a podcast. What should it be about? What should our name be? It was just a way uh, to get a creative outlet going, basically. Yeah, it's actually kind of too bad that Ethan is the one who's not here because it was his idea. <laughs> um, I had known him for about 10 years at that point. He was he, he was dating my friend Kelsey is how I met him. Uh, she's a girl I went to school with, so I had known her even longer. Like one of my really, really good friends. And I met him through her. We got along really well. And then he just sent me a message on Facebook one day like, hey, man, I'm you got a good voice for radio. Yeah. Do you want to do this podcast with me and uh, my buddy Jamie, uh, yeah. who you already know? And I was like, okay. Yeah. I, I don't know who the fuck you're talking about, but we okay. Met, yeah, I met Pete through a different avenue. I met Pete at a house party when he had just moved in down the street from where we are now. And Peter had met him. Uh, Ethan had met Peter through his ex-girlfriend. Yeah. So we both already knew Pete, so it just seemed like a good idea. So I know this is going to be familiar information for you, Tyler, but for your listeners, it's like the weirdest, like serendipitous thing ever because... Yeah. My buddy Jesse had moved into our apartment before I did by like two months, knew Jamie, invited yeah. him to a housewarming in my own home, is which is where I met you. And yeah. then, and then yep. just after that, I found out, I was like, oh shit, that's true. Like, I do know this guy. I was actually like going through a breakup not too long before that. And I, my, my philosophy was, I'm going to say yes to every single thing I get invited to for this little while. Yeah. And one of the things I said yes to was meeting Peter, which eventually led to knowing him for the podcast. So, yeah. And I very cool. much use it as a, I, I don't work and have not worked with Jamie and Ethan. Uh, I work for a separate uh, separate company, mm. uh, not video game related. Uh, but yeah. I, as soon as he presented it to me, I was like, cool, creative outlet. It's a good excuse yeah. to hang out with people. I already kind of read wikis because I'm a fucking loser, and so it's a good it's, it's a, a good way to get that. Yeah, I'm known, uh, as well. I've known Ethan since I was like four years old, and we were kind of friends then, and got became really good friends in high school. 
And now we ended up sharing a locker at work and in high school and yeah, known each other for a long time. It breaks up the monotony of having like a nine to five office job is to do something a little bit wacky here and there. And frankly, I I can't believe how consistent we've been. Yeah, more consistent than anything I do pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are well beyond 100 episodes at this point, right? Numbered yeah. is 117, and total, I think, oh, wow. is about 120. <laughs> Pete, you always know that stuff. I never keep track. I kn- so I know <laughs> because I have to put the numbers on the title cards, Oh, we need which to is the, the only reason. I'm not like, <laughs> it's, it's not like, <laughs> I'm not like Rain Man, where I'm just like, def- definitely 117 well, episodes. <laughs> I saw in your bathroom you had a tally being scratched into the wall. Shut the so. fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> what's that about yeah. doesn't matter okay I'm, making, I'm just making sure i'm regular that's it, that's it. uh oh good good <laughs> I want you to stay regular but but that's interesting how you guys all ended up meeting it's almost like it was destiny dare i say yeah and we're all really close together as well like uh we live each of us can get to one of the other locations within 10 minutes yeah, the farthest, I'm the farthest to Ethan's place, but I walked there for a 24-hour stream and stuff, so it's not so far. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's cool it worked out like that. Um, before I forget, Jamie, what's the, the company you, you and Ethan worked at? Uh, we still work at it. It's uh, Keywords is the name of it. It's basically, they do, <clears throat> if you've heard of a video game, we've worked with them in one way or another. I signed my life away, so I can't talk about the games I've worked with. But uh, we do <laughs> we do everything from uh, like I do customer support on that side of thing. I'm a project manager for that, so I'm managing four different projects, um, making sure that they're getting the right support, the clients are happy, all that stuff. Ethan's on the testing side of things, so he's also a project manager. So he's managing a bunch of teams and making sure uh, the bugs are out of the game before they actually come out. I work in the back end of a payment processor. Uh, I what I do basically is like I do legal money laundering. Um, so, uh, I guess we didn't, we didn't mention, uh, we're in Montreal, Canada. We're not American. (laughs) Did you just hold for applause? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Montreal, Canada. So so the people listening can applaud themselves like lunatics. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I work for a payment process. This is a specific, specifically an issue in the United States where, um, for some reason, a lot of American merchants still use dial up internet, uh, to like a shocking degree. And sometimes if you pay with your credit card or your debit card on that machine, your money can leave your account, but it will just fucking vanish. So a lot of what I do is I need to reprocess transactions to make sure my merchants get paid without you, the cardholder, actually knowing. So I basically duplicate transactions without anybody seeing it. Huh. Yeah. It's kind of a testament to America's crumbling infrastructure. <laughs> not even caught up on the modernities of uh, internet nowadays. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, you said it, not us. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, what got you guys into gaming? Why don't we go back there? Oh, man. I guess I could start again. I yeah. My mom used to play video games a lot. Uh, when I was born, or like when she was pregnant with me, she was playing on the NES already, uh, playing like Super Mario. So I was getting that doop 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 doop, doop in vitro. In, yeah, in, <laughs> instead of Mozart nice. on, on the headphones on her belly, it was <laughs> yeah. yeah. I uh, just I gravitated towards video games like ever since I was little. For my fifth birthday, I got my Sega Genesis. Then a neighbor um, went off to college. And his parents gave me, like, 25 games on the Sega Genesis. And at five years old, this was just, like... You're basically the richest kid on Earth yeah, at that point. Yeah, yeah. There was, it was too many games that I, I couldn't beat one of them. Child Emperor. Then. Yeah. 
So I don't know. Ever since then, I've been playing a lot. I got into uh, World of Warcraft with Ethan in high school. Um, I've played games, but forever. I just love them. So how about you, Peter? Yeah, weirdly enough, I didn't really start until I was already an adult. Uh, my uh, like my best friend or one of my best friends growing up uh, lived across the street from me and had a Sega Genesis and a PS One and PS Two. So he kind of kept me familiar with it. But my first console was actually a 360 that I bought with like summer job money. Uh, so I didn't start gaming until I could afford it myself. And now I like I have a you know I have a, a, a PC that I built in 2015 for gaming, which I still use. So I'm like hardcore now with yeah. with with PC gaming, and I have a PS4. But um, I I started when I when once I could afford it. I always liked it. I like the artistry behind it, and I like yeah. just the challenge. Um, I, and I I'm like 99% single player as well. So it's always been my replacement for like reading a book. It's how I absorb a story. Um, yeah. Until of course audiobooks came around. It's just because I I just I doodle, so I don't really have the focus for it. It's a story that you have control over. Uh, it can do things that a book or a song or a movie can't do in a lot of ways, where you have ownership over a character, you make their decisions. It's it's one of the best ways to me to take in a story. Yeah, sure. so that that's how I got into it. Is yeah. All my friends gamed, and then once I could afford it, I was just, like, jumped on the bandwagon. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I agree. You know, gaming kind of offers a different perspective in storytelling. And I, I think gaming is obviously a big reason why we're all here doing podcasts about, you know, fake history and stuff like that. Yeah, totally. Um, personally, I think my first introduction was an N64. So I played... Uh, you know, Super Mario, or no, what was the... Mario 64. Mario 64? Yeah, dude, yeah, I had that game yeah. too. I loved it. I never uh, I never experienced the Genesis. I've emulated some SNES, so I'm a little familiar with that era. You monster. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done that. No. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, so bad. <laughs> I'm going to have to cut that out. <laughs> yeah, just like this like five-second silence in the entire episode. Just like, that's odd. If you hurry up and buy all the cartridges you played on an emulator, you're legal. Because as long as you own the physical games, you're allowed to emulate them. Word. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's some uh, gray area for the laws, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I have a huge collection of basically every game ever, so I'm allowed to 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 download it all off the internet. It's fine. Yep. I believe you. Yeah, I believe it too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, it's interesting that you started on the 360, Peter, or that's when you really got into it. I, I, I would still consider like the 360 one of the best uh, avenues for gaming. You know, that was such a great console. Yeah, uh, I played a lot of games that I would eventually rebuy on PC. Like, uh, the, well, the first game I bought with my 360 was Bioshock. I was gonna say it. But yeah. yeah, it was. I, I got Bioshock on my 360 at the same time. Uh, I now have. Uh, so the main character in Bioshock, obviously, you just see his hands. He has like three chain links on his wrists. Yeah, uh, I have the same tattoos. There's Bioshock merch on the wall right over there. Pete's got the tattoos. Yeah, I've got the tattoos yeah. on the inside of my thighs, though, instead of on my wrists. I thought it'd be interesting. <laughs> you do not. Interesting. That is, interesting. That is a lie. That's not true at all. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the inside of those thighs. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I got Bioshock, and it just it just blew me away. Of course, I have it on PC now. Uh, and then I got, like, the orange box, uh, which, of course, is Half-Life 2, Episodes 1 and 2. Team Fortress 2, which is still yeah. my most played game ever. Portal. Portal, yeah. And, and then I rebought the orange box on PC as well, just uh, just w once I could, basically. Um, Interesting. Those yeah. games all led up to uh, Artifact, which is a, a great card Thank game. God for that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not too familiar with that, but I've heard a lot of, you know, just bad 
things. Nobody's familiar with that. It, it lost like ninety five percent of its player base in the first month. Like it, it, it was a Valve game that flopped. I can't remember why we had mentioned it. Uh, Ethan had told us he had for some reason like lurked the artifact community page on Steam a couple weeks ago, and there was like seventy three people playing. He gets an, <laughs> at that point, you know who you're playing against. You know if you play with any regularity. You're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Steve. Oh, I know his deck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Classic fucking Steve move. <laughs> it's it's crazy Valve just like stopped making games and just started making money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, you know. it disappoints me. And despite the fact that like VR is for PC, at least for me, is far too expensive. I'm really happy that their next game is not just Half-Life, not just Half-Life Alex, because I, I like that character a lot, but like a VR, like a like a big boy VR game yeah. made by people who make their own hardware. I think that game has the potential to be absolutely spectacular one thing i'm kind of concerned about is after the play testing uh it's the same length uh as half-life 2 from the testers which is like 13 hours yeah the first playthrough at least i play through vr games and although i can stay in vr for 13 hours a lot of people can't yeah so i'm wondering how they're gonna if there's gonna be clean breaks in the story where you can just kind of like all right this is where i take my headset off or if it's kind of like half-life 2 where things kind of are rolling the whole time and it's balls to the wall yeah well at least when you get to black mesa east in half-life 2 before ravenhome before the zombie level that's like a really quiet level with a lot of sitting around and talking so if there's a couple parts like that to just like cool off sit down and just have characters talk directly at you. <laughs> yeah, for a lot of people to get sick, so they have to take their headset off and vomit and then get back into it. But that probably yeah, <laughs> Black Mesa East would probably be the best time to do that. Okay, yeah, best time if to you need to throw up, just do it when Judith Mo- Mossman and Alex are arguing. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. I haven't experienced uh, VR personally, but I could see you know just with Valve's you know track record with their games, I could see them kind of taking it to the the next level of like oh this is like that single player experience in in a vr that you know most of the vr games i see are are like mini games like beat saber and stuff like that but it seems like they're taking it to that that next point that we would imagine vr to be yeah i hope so man i'd agree with you though yeah Yeah, absolutely it's really hard to get a good single player experience with a story at this point in vr you did uh, resident evil 7 though and that one was very good but even then there was a lot to improve on i'd say yeah hopefully valve pulls it through Oh, yeah, I forgot about RE7. I played that just uh, on the PlayStation 4. That was a fantastic game. Oh, really- and I'm making my way through uh, Resident Evil 2 right now. The remake? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's super that, good. That looks dope as hell. I've been meaning to pick it up eventually. eventually. I played the demo on PC, and I was like, I was blown away by how good one that PC port is. Capcom's PC team are, I would hazard a guess, as like the best in Japan. Because yeah. Japanese PC ports tend to be complete garbage like i can't even play sekiro on my computer yeah because it doesn't detect my controller and playing on the keyboard is impossible yeah i could imagine some hand cramping playing a, a from soft game with the mouse <laughs> that's, and that's the thing like I, re- I was rebinding keys it's i just don't i physically am not flexible enough in my left hand to play sekiro you just gotta hold your your, your keyboard like an, a guitar like hero a guitar yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> A uh, quick tangent, actually. Speaking of keytars, uh, I watched most of Rocket Man last night, and it's fantastic. Okay, I like Elton John a lot. G- good to know. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard good things about that movie. It's brilliant. I fell asleep though. I was a little gin drunk, so. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like just drinking some gin at home alone, watching some Elton John. No, I was, I was, I was out of town. I was with some friends. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like a divorced French woman. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's not as sad anymore that you were drinking uh, with friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Jamie thinks it's sad. He's wearing his shawl and his like dark glasses. And yeah. Just <laughs> drinking gin out of a cup and singing <laughs> along with Elton John. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we have fun here, you know, on the Lore Boys. Sure do. Yeah, you guys are fun to listen to. Why don't we talk about the art real quick? We we talked about this a little bit, Peter, but uh, you want you want to talk about the, how you how you do the art for um the Lore Boys? The title cards. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, I basically basically because I, I i often ask for feedback and 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 get it from ethan and jamie uh when i need it uh but they're they rarely tell me advise me of anything unless there's like a particular so basically the the title cards that we do for each episode are really fucking weird uh because it's always almost always at least like sometimes there isn't something that i remember but it's almost always based on our favorite joke from the episode or the easiest one to draw at some point. In in some cases, yeah. yeah. If there's like a if there's something that's hilarious, like the the most recent one I did, uh, or no, it's not done yet. Shit, <laughs> never mind. Uh, so there's one that I'm currently working on. Excuse me. There's there's one of the uh, title cards that I'm currently working on for our second Halo episode about the um, Spartan program, where the funniest bit in that episode was when we were talking about how a guillotine wouldn't work in space <laughs> because there's no gravity. <laughs> But in a single panel, because it's a single panel image, basically, to represent the episode, you can't represent the fact that something isn't falling in one panel. Because you can't change the positions of the characters at all. They, no one can react to it. Yeah, it's tough to do. Like, we were thinking the, execu- right. uh, the executioner with the hood over top of his, like, bubbly space helmet. Yeah. It's kind of, like, floating slowly to the side where the eye holes aren't matching up with his eyes anymore and stuff like that. Which I guess is a little harder to illustrate. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Uh, the reason that we do this uh, is because there's uh, there's a podcast that I listen to called Castle Super Beast, uh, who are two other guys here in Montreal, and they used to do the Super Best Friends podcast as well. Um, which is weird. I've actually met all of them just like around town, <laughs> like nice. all, all three of them. Um, and their episode titles are always complete nonsense because they'll go off on some kind of weird ass tangent. And then they'll just set that as the episode title, like whatever it is. Like think about the weirdest thing you've heard on a podcast. They'll set that as the title. I like to draw. I've been I've been drawing a long time. I would love to be a cartoonist one day. I figured to have our show stand out, we would do the same thing, except I would illustrate the weirdest thing that we've said. So our first episode was about the Legend of Zelda, where so this was this was a while back. Yeah. Um, the, the first episode was about the Legend of Zelda, and like. The fact you can, like, cheese Ganon in Ocarina with the fishing rod. Right. We had made the joke that the the fishing rod itself is actually the, the hero of time. So our first title card ever is, like, beast form Ganon being choked to death by a fishing rod wearing a hat and Link's tunic. <laughs> I totally forgot <laughs> That's that. That's hilarious. It's yeah. been so long. <laughs> and then the most recent one I did, uh, which was our Halo episode about the Covenant, we had joked about, like, this long-running suburban sitcom featuring the hierarchs and the elites and how there's like two competing dads so i've got the hierarch riding like a forerunner lawnmower just blasting shitty chopped up grass into the elite's yard through the fence and and he only has a push mower and he's just got a push mower and he's just like shaking his fist and screaming at him wearing an argyle sweater vest they get kind of weird like in castlevania oh yeah one of (laughs) (laughs) So basically, the dude to beat Dracula has to 
his wife gets infected and he has to kill his own wife with his wit. And she, like, willingly asks him to do this just so Dracula can get defeated. Yeah. And then his wife gets absorbed into the whip. So then we got into some weird conversations about how they can still maintain a sexual relationship. And Peter ended up drawing <laughs> the, I, I, the guy from Castlevania choking himself with his whip with his hand in his underwear. Yeah. So, he's doing autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> we all got our kinks. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Exactly, dude. So they can get super weird. One of our Battletech episodes is, like, an American... Like a, a an American um, Confederate Civil War like postman on a horse, frozen in a block of ice, just drifting through space. Yeah, I don't even remember the. Con- <laughs> There's one with that's great Kirby, the like all naked in the mirror, saying like, "Would you fuck me now?" Oh, uh, it's it's the scene from Silence of the Lambs, and oh it's "Would you suck me?" And it's it's Kirby as it's, 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 oh my it's Kirby gosh, as Buffalo great. Bill. <laughs> are, are we allowed to swear on the the podcast? By the way. It's too late now. Uh, yeah, why the fuck now? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if you share this with your family and friends, uh, they'll probably have uh, a very bad opinion of Canadians <laughs> shortly thereafter. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so the way I uh, the way I do it is generally I'll do a couple of doodles, some concept art uh, by hand, just pen and paper. Uh, this is kind of like a muscle memory thing, and it also lets me develop ideas really quickly. So some of our concept art, like uh, there's there's one for like the Elder Scrolls, where the concept art is just like multiple heads and floating hands, just so I can kind of conceptualize where the body's going to be and what he's going to be doing. <laughs> and then obviously the final the final product is a full thing. So I will. These are all scrawled onto his bathroom wall as well. Yeah, that too. Yeah, I'm a complete I'm a complete <laughs> maniac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I will, and then I'll and then I'll take that and leave it next to me on my desk just so I, it's also kind of like a muscle memory thing if I'm drawing it again. But Peter draws with a mouse, not yes. with a keyboard, not with like a tablet or anything. Which... Correct. Okay. I draw I in flash. I, I draw in flash with my mouse, uh, low sensitivity. So it's a bit slow. Like I really wish I had the money or currently the time to practice with a tablet because I have a touchscreen for my PC. Just no time really. And I don't want to put out like shitty art when I'm already good at something despite yeah. the fact it's slow. You, we could draw them, then photocopy them, and then mail them to every listener. That's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because most of our audience is in the States. That would be, I mean, wickedly expensive. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> um, a lot of postage, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll draw, I'll draw and do the primary color, uh, like, and all the coloration in Flash. Then I'll export it as a PNG with no background, put it in Photoshop. Then I do shadow, like, shadow sources, light sources, and then the actual title and episode number so like uh, jamie was saying like i know the episode numbers mostly like because i i have to type out like lore boys episode 117 the covenant and then i'll fit that into the art and then and, it gets posted in a group chat then to the episode then later on youtube yeah exactly That's usually how it goes yeah. yeah and on and on instagram which is how you found us correct you found us on instagram uh I found I discovered you guys on Apple Podcasts, oh. and, then, and then I stalked you on Instagram. Excellent, yeah. Um, or after, yeah, after I intro- or listened to you guys some. Do you remember how, like, which was the first one you listened to, or something that stuck out? It was probably um, back in October, I think okay. September, October. So it was probably one of your more recent episodes. I couldn't tell you what the first one I listened to was. That's fair. I, I was kind of going through uh, some of your catalog yesterday. And I listened to uh, Metal Gear Solid. That, that was a great one. Yeah. Um, That's actually one of the title cards I didn't do. That was done. That title card was done by our guest, Chris, who's like a professional uh, illustrator. And that's our most listened to episode out of all of them for yeah. some reason. Yeah. 
Yeah, that that story is so weird. It's and <laughs> like I, I love I love the art style, and I think it's great that they're jokes because you know video game stories in and of themselves are just tend to be pretty silly. So it, it's it I think it works that you you have these jokes. Yeah, and it really helps me practice as well. So I have a couple of rules, like despite the fact that like I was just saying how hard it is to show that like the guillotine in space is not falling because there's no gravity. I tend to have a rule like it's got to be relevant to the episode and something kind of has to be mid-movement just to make it a little bit more dynamic. Yeah. Uh, and I tend to like add things in or take things out because it's still primarily a title card. So I need to fit the name and number of the episode on there. So I there's I tend to draw with a lot of empty space to make sure there's room for text. Yeah. Well, something you mentioned that it goes well with the jokes. That's something I actually struggled with. Um, like after episodes, we used to talk about this a lot, and I guess this is something yeah, that's that true. Kind of finding our tone because I found at certain episodes, I felt like we joked so much that we lost the lead. Like we don't even know what the story is about anymore. So I made it my own personal responsibility to be like, okay, that's funny, but what's the story? And try and really ground the thing. And I think after we've done 100 episodes like these are we, we figured it out by now but in the earliest episodes i felt that way that that i was trying to strike a balance between telling a true story but also having fun along the way we've hit our stride enough now that the majority of our recent episodes are completely unedited yeah oh wow so you guys you know it's been what three three and a half years now you've been doing the lore boys show right yeah something like that close to three i think we're still It'll be three in May. Yeah, yeah, we're just under three. Yeah, just under three. Yeah, and um, yeah, and then it's a good excuse for me. I- I've gotten really good at drawing different things because the jokes that we tell are so fucking weird. Like, if you actually sat down and thought something up, like the Nokia episode that we did, <laughs> I would never have the opportunity where someone would be like, "Yo, Pete, can you draw a snake in a wind tunnel wearing goggles?" Uh, I wrote that hour-long episode <laughs> in like thirty-five minutes, yeah. by the way, because I forgot it was my turn to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I loved it. I listened to that the other day. That was such a good one. And and I do love the art. It, I'm looking at it right now. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It's such a weird idea in the best way. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's like um, a lot of professional comedians will say like improv comedy is really good to like sharpen your skills because you don't really know what's going to happen. So the title cards for Lore Boys are like that for me, where I can draw something that makes sense and get really good at that. But the fact that I'm kind of like, kept on my toes so to speak like in quotes um yeah. is i think really beneficial and i absolutely love it like it's it's some of the most fun that i have yeah. is getting a title card done and then seeing like it's of course derivative like i'm redoing other people's work but like seeing you know an elite wearing an argyle sweater that's very mad at his neighbor is like where else are you gonna find that yeah i think that, <laughs> that it might speak to a lot of listeners too i don't get an opportunity to speak to a lot of listeners so it's really cool to hear that you found us through apple but that like a lot of people with their friends have these inside jokes that come up in the weirdest ways and to be involved in that that process and then just hear it happen it, i think is cool yeah I think yeah that, that, oh yeah definitely yeah and I, I do think you guys have a great balance. Um, one of the things with, you know, shows like this where we're just talking about history and events and other stories is that you, you can kind of get bogged down by the facts in the story. So when you guys do, you know, inject humor into the show, 
I feel like it holds my attention more because it's like, oh, okay, a break, a laugh, and, you know, continue on. And I still feel like I learn a lot about, you know, my favorite games just listening to you guys. But you have that nice balance. And Excellent. Yeah, you know, I think that's important. That means a lot to hear that. Thank you, man. We also have, like, some oh, yeah. some of our tangents. We have, like, a few running jokes that, like, come and go throughout the episodes. But the one thing that's remained consistent is Loreboy's canon, when we just kind of inject our own speculation into something, <laughs> no matter how stupid. That's fun. Yeah, there's some oh, yeah that, fun those, are, those are great, though. They're so funny. <laughs> Loreboy's canon? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. They would come up with some good fan theories, too. So I like that. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think was your favorite episode you guys have worked on? I have a couple. I'm really involved in World of Warcraft right now. Like I, I've been playing like a lot, and I so I really like the corrupted blood incident. Um, the sound quality is not our best one, but the content I really really enjoyed. It's about basically a virtual plague that happened because of an oversight on mechanics and a raid that made the whole game unplayable for the better part of a week, where um, there were real. Um, it was like a model for diseases for actual scientists. Uh, it was a, a, a basically a debuff that carried from person to person, and it killed everyone, and it would have killed just everyone once and then gone away, but the NPCs in the game acted as carriers because they had such a, a large health pool that they would just hold on to this debuff, and then whenever a player character would get close to them, they would die. So it was just this crazy phenomenon that happened in World of Warcraft by accident, but was studied by, like, a government was studying it for terrorist cells because there's people who were purposely spreading this thing, and it. I found that super interesting. Yeah. That's just like the South Park episode when you have the dude just running around killing everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kind of like that, yeah. The audio quality for that one's kind of shit because you were in Mexico, correct? We did uh, that one remotely? Yeah. 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 Uh, for me, personally, I don't think I have a one episode... I'm really proud of my Battletech content because people really, really seem to love it. And it's probably my most, it's probably my favorite research to do because I absolutely adore Battletech and MechWarrior. And I think I have five or six episodes about that. And I think they're all like probably some of my best work just because of the amount of passion that I put into it. And they're some of my favorite title cards to draw just, and it just covers like, I I covered thousands of years of virtual history. Yeah over the course of like six episodes with like different political factions, people's names, different battles, all this other crazy stuff. So I, if I can cheat and just say the Battletech extended universe that I've, uh, yeah. that I got myself into, I would say that'd probably be it. If people are listening to this and they want to like get in, I think like, what was our second Halo episode called? Uh, the Spartan program. The Spartan program. I think that one was one that we were all really on for whatever reason. We were just like all awake and, like super into it. I remember having a ton of fun for that one. But. I think it's probably because we record we recorded that on a weekend instead of after work. Yeah, like yeah. in in like the early evening instead of like super late. So I think yeah. it was like just a, a perfect a perfect combination of yeah. factors led to that. That one was like I, I just had all that natural energy. Yeah, yeah, for real, for real. So if if anyone's looking to get into it, I'd say that one's a good one. Or just pick a game you like, and you'll probably have a fun time. Yeah. I also really loved, actually, this is an episode I did. This is an episode that Jamie kind of took the lead on. Our 100th episode, where Jamie uh, took random quotes from random episodes and we played, like, a guessing game oh, on, yeah. like, who said what. I just These are these are things that didn't turn into title cards, but are equally abs- as absurd and inappropriate. <laughs> I spent an afternoon just, like, dropping the needle, basically, on a random episode through the first 100 episodes and then taking an out-of-context quote and saying, Peter, Ethan... 
uh, who said this, you, me, or Peter, let's say, if I yeah. was talking to Ethan. And um, oh, I wish I could remember some of them off the top of my head. I but... remember one was just like, one of the things that I said like years ago was just like, and then people can buy boxes of Wheaties that give them sex changes. Yeah, box of <laughs> Wheaties. Yeah, like, yeah, like what? That was in the Metroid episode, which was like our seventh episode or something. Yeah, like that. something like that. Um. And it also gave me the opportunity to do the research. Like at that time, we had covered like something like sixty-one or sixty-two different franchises over the course of a hundred yeah. episodes. Yeah, that's a lot. That's that's quite a bit. Like good variety for sure. Include and, and of course, I'm always proud of the the, the annual Christmas episode uh, where uh, we kind of changed the entire format. We all put on different consistent characters and act like holiday characters are criminals. Uh, I can't stay in character for that. They definitely stay in character. I just ended up laughing the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did I was going to ask this later but um as you guys are Canadians I want to I want to I'm really curious as to what free healthcare is like um in Quebec it's kind of garbage actually Yeah so to me I kind of had a hard time with free healthcare most of the time when I needed help um I can't get it very reliably the only time that I got help quickly is when I had I was like worried about a risky sexual encounter, and I went to the gay village, and they helped me out <laughs> real quick with the test. Yeah. <laughs> they have really great support for that stuff. But if I'm like just have a flu and I need to get a doctor's note or just like get some antibiotics or something, the way it works is like you can go to the emergency room and you can wait for like six to seven hours. If you have a flu, they're going to put everyone in front of you, so it's going to be a long, long time. Or you can go to these clinics. The way the clinics work is they open at 7 a.m. And you basically have to be waiting outside the door at 6 a.m. Until uh, to sign up because they just take a certain amount of names and they're done for the day. But imagine being like so sick you don't want to get out of bed. Then you have to go wait in the winter outside of this crappy place at 6 in the morning until 7 where you may or may not get a spot. It's just I I haven't had great experience. I try to avoid going to the doctors. I'm really lucky. I have what's called a family doctor, which is like a doctor that has a limited amount of patients, and I can see her pretty much whenever I want. Uh, But I lucked into this because my sister is a fitness trainer, and this doctor was just one of her clients. Otherwise, I wouldn't have one. Uh, I went through a lot of difficult shit this summer. Like, I wasn't at work for about 100 days. I was fortunate to to have a family doctor at that time, like from July to August, uh, or July to October, excuse me. Uh, issue being, uh, like, if you're, like, I went crazy and haven't actually seen anybody. Uh, I've been on a waiting list at my family private clinic since July, yeah, 2019, and it what is currently February 2020. Yeah. So, oh goodness. Sometimes it feels like you get what you pay for, which is nothing. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, but but it's I would don't I wouldn't have it any other way. Frankly. Yeah. If I had a heart attack. I would get seen right away. One time I cut my foot open. Oh, this is dumb. I like, <laughs> I broke a window uh, to get into my place, right? I, I threw um, a propane tank through it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> this is back at university when I was drinking a lot more. And I uh, ended up uh, just like going to bed, right? And I was like, okay, I'm going to get this fixed up in the morning. It's the summer. It's not a big deal. And I got up in the middle of the night and the window pane like there was a piece of glass i'd leaned up against the wall and i just walked into it oh my god So my foot started bleeding profusely and i was like oh no no i'm fine i'm fine so i I tied up a t-shirt around it real tight and i went back to bed (laughs) yeah like (laughs) and then i got up the next day and they saw me right away and they fixed me yeah like like, if there's something serious they will 
fix you. But if you have a flu, visibly serious too sucks. is kind of the problem. Or like yeah. mental health. Again, like I said, yeah, I've I've been on a waiting list at a clinic that I am a member of, basically. Yeah. For who knows how long. And but like if it's super serious, like my grandfather needed a pacemaker, and that was taken care of. Like went to the hospital, got seen because he's old as hell. Yeah. And then got his surgery, and he was healed, done out in two weeks, all for all for free. Yeah, and he's still alive, right? Like he he's still going. This was like a year and a half ago. I'm glad to never have to worry about going bankrupt because I get sick. Like that is something that we don't have to worry about. Yes, here. yeah, you can get sick, or in my case, go crazy, and it's all taken care of, and everything's fine. Yeah, even my prescriptions. Like uh, I had like a wicked like respiratory infection last year. Remember when I was taking like those fucking horse pills? Well, there was <laughs> yeah. I had to give you your suppository. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was like these pills the size of like a like a knuckle that I had to take for this infection yeah. for like two weeks. It cost me like four dollars for my entire dose. Yeah, and if you have insurance at work, you can write that off a lot of the time too. Yeah, uh, my work covers like sixty percent of it, so yeah. I wouldn't have it any other way. It's not perfect. Nothing is, but uh, yeah, that it's pretty great. I endorse it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I just hear so many horror stories and, you know, a lot of the time I avoid the doctor just because I know I'm going to have to pay all these different fees and stuff. Um, you know, so I guess universal health care isn't perfect, like you said, but it's definitely uh, something modernized, industrialized country should have. So thank you for <laughs> telling me. I, I didn't really know how that system works. I would rather wait 19 hours in a waiting room in a dusty old hospital just to get an x-ray rather than have my life completely destroyed. Yeah, I just got a Nintendo Switch and a gaming laptop in the last like few months, so I've got enough battery life to last me a while. You could literally, yeah, <laughs> you could get bone cancer. <laughs> just, be, just be like, dog, I got enough time. <laughs> I'll just lay on my stomach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. Enough with the politics. Let's, let's talk about video games. Is there anything you guys have been uh, playing recently? Uh, Pete, you can start on that. Yeah, one. sure. Um, I've been playing uh, the DLC for Metro Exodus. Because uh, I really like that game. Uh, so I finished up the first one called The Two Colonels, which was phenomenal. And I'm currently working on Sam's story. And then uh, yesterday and this afternoon, I played Destiny 2 for the first time since December. And I mean, Destiny 2 is still pretty tight, pretty enjoyable. I, I was I was quite into it. And I'm slowly making my way through MechWarrior 5, but I've been playing some shorter stuff. Uh, just because that game is fantastic, for one, but also ridiculously long. Um, I finished Blasphemous. Which is brilliant, and uh, that's a two D Souls like blasphemous. I played it a little bit as well. Yeah, it's really I, I absolutely loved it. Um, so yeah, yeah. like most recently, Metro Exodus and uh, the DLC, and uh, a little bit of Destiny two for about uh, two three hours. Yeah, uh, I've actually been off for the last two weeks. This is the last day of my two week vacation. I uh, just it was resetting in March, so I said whatever. I'll just book a random date way ahead of time, and I did. And the new. Um, patch for world of warcraft came out for world of Warcraft, uh, the classic one not uh retail so i ended up playing with my guild uh they got promoted to an officer so i'm in charge of all the priests in the guild uh so i've been doing that like farming resources making sure that our guild is completely prepared to get in there and we ended up beating the entire raid week two which was really really fun the mechanics are like super hard and just to get four people or not four, sorry, 40 people to work together in tandem. And if one of them messes up, it could kill all of us. And to make it through what is right now the hardest content in World of Warcraft Classic was super rewarding. I finished at 1 a.m. and I was like, 
screaming like f yeah woo like just so excited <laughs> like, yeah, i felt like i just got a coffee enema i was like so wide awake man like yeah. like uh, it, was, it was super rewarding and like making call outs and just like when i we have a really really good group i've never been this into an mmo but i all the people that i play with i would meet them in real life there's two of them that are, live just outside of montreal and uh, i want to get everyone together but world of warcraft's huge huge one i'll have an episode coming out about blackwing lair eventually and uh, on my Switch, I've been playing um, whenever I'm on my way anywhere. I play Hollow Knight. Uh, it's a game I've been playing for a long time. It's super good. We have two episodes about Hollow Knight, if anybody's interested, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that stuff. I like that game. How long have you been playing uh, World of Warcraft? Um, On and off. I started in uh, grade 11. Um, So, wait, I don't know what that is in the States. But it's two years before finishing high school, basically. Um. And I played with Ethan. That's actually, I moved out of both of my parents' place because uh, uh, we weren't getting along for a bunch of reasons. And Ethan and his parents actually took me into their place. So I lived on his farm for a year and a bit. And he, uh, I just got a laptop. He gave me his brother's account. And that's one way we really, really bonded. And I think that's part of the reason why the game holds such a special place in my heart because uh, I love Ethan. And uh, we played that a lot together when we were kids, so. Yeah, it's, that's a that's a cool story. You running a guild—that's probably something you could put on a resume, dude. Oh my, <laughs> I two nights ago I stayed up till five a.m. dealing with guild drama, and I'm not sure I can keep up with my guild responsibilities when I go back to work tomorrow because it's been <laughs> it's been a good job. at managing large groups of people who cannot agree on certain things. I saw a, a post about it. Um, I managed um, two groups of 40 people where we could only distribute limited resources gated by weekly timeouts and stuff like that. Like, And it's exactly that. It's like you're in a medieval town under siege. Every boss is going to drop two to three things and there's 40 people. How do you decide how everyone gets it? Keep everyone happy. People are going to leave, so you have to constantly be recruiting and then you have to make sure the new people... You have to also make sure you're clearing the content fast enough for people, people to jump ship and go somewhere else, so... It, it it's a lot but i have a ton of fun with it yeah, <laughs> yeah. it does sound like a, a part-time job in a sense honestly yep. little flex uh i'm in the top nine percent of priests on the busiest server in world in classic wow right holy now. holy shit yeah oh damn yeah i got I had a really really good healing week so yeah i've never uh been on like I've, i used to play a uh, gwent and i used to be in like the top 900 or something with that but i, I never really uh was in too you know, really trying to compete in games because it's just so stressful. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've yeah. been the same way. I, I don't play a whole lot of multiplayer. That's why I play healer, though, because I wasn't trying to do, like, to be better than the rest, but I just want to save my friends so much that I happen to do really well. <laughs> so, but, yeah, yeah that, man, got to play that support role. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's I, so I, heartwarming. I gravitate towards support roles in most games. That's cool. So, yeah. Do you guys play Overwatch at all? I do. I do not. Yeah. I play uh, most hours are on Mercy, then Lucio, so. I played a free weekend once. I, I It was enjoyable, and I, uh, who the fuck is, uh, I mained Symmetra. Okay. I like her a lot. What about you? Uh, it's been a while since I touched it, um, but I, I, I like the support roles. Uh, mostly played tanks. I When I was playing it a lot, I think I frequented Orisa the most, because she was one of the newer heroes, and I loved just, like, dinging headshots with that cannon that seems to never run out for her. <laughs> yeah. And, and putting up those walls is so much fun. Yeah. Uh, and then you got, like, that gravity ball, too, like, that one map that has the big pit in the middle. You could just, like, shoot that oh. out in the middle. 
perfect for that map. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking to that. get back into it. <laughs> yeah. I just got a new PC like last week. So I've been meaning to. I used to play on PS4, but I should try it out on the PC. You have a PC copy, eh? I do. I do. Yeah. Someone bought it for there me. There you go. I want, when are we going to start getting free games from developers to talk about them on our podcast? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm just wait, I'm waiting to shill so hard. I have sold like eight to nine copies of Hollow Knight. I think I've paid for my, my copy of Silk Song by now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've just been so busy playing Raid Shadow Legends with its realistic 3D oh graphics. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So that's the game I keep hearing every YouTuber boast about right the radio yeah it's yeah, it's yeah. the game that is single-handedly making it possible to be a youtuber in this day and age during after the post ad <laughs> apocalypse came in yeah and it's just like somebody had to step up and keep all these bloggers alive <laughs> <laughs> thanks raid yeah, thank yeah. <laughs> what what do you guys think uh makes you know video not just video game lore but you know we can just say fake history in general uh worth exploring and worth talking about Hmm. Um, I think, like, personally, that, how do I say this without, like, I, I think that a lot of, a lot of stories that are told in the grand, grand scheme of things don't make a big difference on real life. Like, there's a lot of stories that do make a big difference on real life, but I'm more interested in the escape than, than focusing on what's real. I do like to ground some of my stories in in like to say oh these are where the developers are at just so you have like a way to ground it to your real life but at the same time i'm way more interested in like oh this weekend i went to <clears throat> in world of warcraft i went to a place where i killed uh, the prince of the black dragon flight who is sewing together other dragons at their expense right to make his own sick experiments i took control of another dragon and destroyed its own eggs with its own hands while mind controlling it and it got so upset that we had to fight it in the end and like those types of epic stories i'm never gonna live i work in an office job and sure my work's important and i do a good job at it but this is gonna be cooler than most other things that i'm ever gonna do in my real life i feel like in 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 the the story way of it so i think it's really cool to just get lost in these worlds because they're so extravagant and wonderful and the small details that the developers put in there, you know, just help flesh out a world and make it feel more lived in and like you are escaping to another place. Yeah, totally, man. And I, I love that stuff. And it, I know Ethan's really interested in world building. Like he's been writing ever since he was young. Yeah. And he started on like forums doing like RP type stuff. And then uh, he he still writes like I have his old laptop and like foot fetish forums mostly. Yeah. <laughs> he likes fantasy he likes fantasy and uh he's really interested in world building i think if he had more time uh he's really busy at work he does this uh and he's busy like with his his girlfriend and stuff like that but if he had more time i think he would do a world building podcast on how to take a world and and build it up from scratch yeah for me i like i like looking into it because like somebody put work into all this and i think it's one fun to like bring it to light like Somebody somebody wrote down all this history for a place that isn't real yep. that, you know, who knows? Like, it's not like, uh, obviously, like, Tolkien did the Silmarillion, which is just, like, a, a thing unto itself. But in games or in D&D or in Battletech, for me specifically, it's like, yeah. who was going to see this? Like, somebody put all this effort into it. Like, somebody might as well make it known. Um, What's that fedora quote? Like, um, 
Oh, wait, what do they say? Like, you've lived one life. I've lived a thousand in, like, all my games. <laughs> oh, yeah. like that. <laughs> Fedora quote. <laughs> Milady. Some neckbeardisms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, like, I don't think it's necessarily important, but it's it's really, really good, and it, it makes a lot of stuff a hell of a lot more enjoyable. Context is everything, right? So, like, yeah. knowing these things I have found has made me enjoy thing enjoy games or 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 D or or movies a, a lot more knowing like that it's not they, they're not in a bubble anymore yeah. and they're despite the fact nothing's real right it's like it the lord of the rings didn't just happen over the course of those three films or those three books yeah a bunch of stuff led up to that and and or in BattleTech, it's like all the royal families that like warred out in space it's like well why why did all this happen it's just yeah. really interesting and getting I, yeah. yeah, getting like diving into that, it adds a, a layer of enjoyment for when you're actually playing the game as well. Like Peter was kind of saying, yeah, like uh, I didn't. Nefarian was the last boss of the last raid, and wow, I know I keep talking about it, but I read a book <laughs> about him beforehand, knowing all the atrocities he did. So whenever it came time to actually fight him, I'd like knew his whole background. I knew how he grew up. I knew his father, and th- this isn't easy to find in the game like you have to go read books or like do certain quest lines and read every piece of that but so if you really know that stuff like it makes your experience in the games much more enjoyable and epic and depth yeah have depth it, it. yeah it's just a really neat kind of thought experiment in context to be like oh yeah like yeah here's why all this stuff is happening it's like oh, okay so it's not just like a dumb game with guns it's like there's a bunch of yeah. open air quotes people in this world <laughs> Obviously, it's fictional, but it's like it's just neat. It adds like a human layer to everything that you can kind of contextualize with our own lives. Because nice. obviously, we're all at this point because of things that have occurred. And to add that to fictional people, it's like oh, you can kind of empathize a lot more with what's going on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's histories in the backstory just immerses you more into it. And when you know that knowledge, that might be you know not like right in your face it, it just adds to like if you were taking down that boss and you know how much of a son of a bitch he was you just feel more satisfied and and defeating him in exactly. a sense yeah totally man totally yeah do you guys have any uh like personal favorite stories from from games uh <sighs> yeah probably <laughs> off the top of my head it'd be difficult i really like um I like Hearts of Stone, the expansion for The Witcher 3. Right. Like, Olgird's entire thing is really, really neat. I Honestly, I really like the uh, relationship between Yennefer and Geralt in that game a lot. Like, these two people who have loved each other for so long, but things have kept them apart. I was like, oh, yeah, like, I really like how that dynamic is. Like, the problem is a lot of my games, a lot of the games that I play, despite my love of story, are really mechanically focused. So, like... I talked about it a lot on our show, uh, Prey 2016 that came out, is the greatest thing. It, it was, like, made in a lab for me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, and, and shipped out. And it's, like, that is a game where the story is fine. It's, you know, it's about evil science being mean on the moon or whatever. But it's, like, a mechanical game for me. So a lot of what I play these days is mechanics-focused. Yeah. Or, without diving into the lore... Souls games or Neo or The Surge, which is something that I played a lot recently, is purely mechanical, whereas they have people like kind of in those worlds to talk to you <laughs> just because if you were playing like a dead silent black and white two things fighting game, it'd be yeah. kind of boring. Yeah, totally. 
Yeah, you can kind of uh, in, in, infer your own ideas, like especially with the Souls games where it's all just like tidbits of lore. You can kind of make up this, a story for yourself to, you know, if you if you really wanted to to. And, and that seems like what Vati Vidya does is kind of just contextualizes the clues in it. And then it's his own interpretation of what's going on. I feel like Vati's almost running a racket because I, I don't know if FromSoft ever intended for any of that stuff to happen, but like his videos are so good and so popular that like somebody somebody over at FromSoft is sitting there watching his videos just being like, yeah, that's what I meant the whole time. <laughs> I absolutely see now then, now there's like tidbits of lore that tie into older games, probably only because it was inferred by Vati Vidya in like 2014. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's funny. I, I really like uh, a lot of the stories. I keep talking about it, World of Warcraft. As much as P- I talk about World of Warcraft when we started the podcast, Pete talked about Prey. Yeah, it's, I had a <laughs> I had it in an IV. Yeah, just like just going directly into my bloodstream. Yeah, I've been living it for the last like couple weeks. So I'm really into it right now. So I really like the story of Arthas Menethil. He's um, a guy who used to be a really nice um, piece of the royalty or like member of the royalty on uh, the alliance side. And then eventually grew to be one of the biggest villains of WoW history, the the Lich King, which is the second or third expansion, uh, depending on if you count the first one as zero or one. Um, yeah, the wrath, the Lich, the story of the Lich King. Uh, we have a two part episode on it, and I had like so much fun reading up on that. I read a book, I played through Warcraft three, and I played WoW on private servers all to get ready for that because. I just loved the story. It's it was so so good. It's also one of my favorite title cards. Is for part one of the Arthas Menethil is he has a bunch of loaves of bread tied to sticks and he's burning them at the stake like witches. <laughs> yeah, because nice. the the bread was infected with the zombie plague yeah. basically, and Arthas had yeah he, he had to kill everyone who had eaten the bread. And yeah, so the bread was the evil guy in yeah. that, that story. You guys are making me want to play WoW and pray now, honestly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how much time you got? Yeah, yeah. Join uh, the server Incendius if you want to play Classic WoW. I'll hook you up. <laughs> and Classic WoW is basically, they just like re-release the game without expansions, right? And it's, yeah. they're starting. you're like starting at ground zero, essentially, right? Yeah, it's patch 1.12, so it's not exactly the game as it came out. It's the game as it came out after they fixed the incredibly broken stuff, like... Uh, a rogue being able to just like hold you in place forever and kill you, which still can kind of happen. Um, like a hunter, you being able to basically spec into a mage's gear and get insane, insane damage off of your arcane shot. Like they just, it's basically after they boiled down the game to what it, it was a little bit more balanced, but still has a lot of class identity. Like things are still broken a little bit for every class, but it's not so retail. Wow. Right now is so, um, they sanded off every single corner. Like, if there's anything slightly unfair, it's just so homogenized now. Like, it's like one thing. Every character can be a tank, healer, and a DPS. And you're, it's so balanced that it doesn't really matter who you play. And in Classic WoW, like, a rogue can stealth and can stun lock you into a complete death combo. But, I don't know. It, 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 it has much more personality. Um, there's no matchmaking system, so you do have to just actually get to know people and i joined a discord server and like quickly made some of the best friends that i've had in a while and the guy who like smelled diapers when he was on acid oh my god yeah i don't know (laughs) if i want to tell that story (laughs) some internet weirdo that jamie uh happened upon Uh, by accident (laughs) one of our main tanks at the beginning used to do drugs and drink uh during raids and he'd stay up really late and 
he was kind of mean to people, and then he told a story about how he likes to eat his own baby's diapers. <laughs> what the um, fuck? When he was really messed up one night. Yeah. Another guy uh, basically borrowed money to buy an item to sell it at a higher cost to get make the guild money, but just took off with the money and the item, and then tried to sell the item at $250 in real life, so stole money from us, then made money in real life, and like... There's a bunch of like really interesting things that can happen in Classic WoW that aren't as prevalent in the new WoW. That's really interesting. The last time I I played any WoW, I think was uh when Cataclysm was released. I never got a character to like max level. Um, it's I find it kind of hard to get into some MMOs, but uh, I see the appeal. And you know, World of Warcraft is such a staple now. You know, it's been going on since what 2004. Yeah, yeah, I love leveling up. I love adding shiny little things to my inventory. Yeah. Um, this the deepest I've been in it ever. Like I've played it on and off since since uh, Breath of the Lich King, and I'm having the most fun now than I have ever. So it's really good. And if anyone wants to join, who's listening, uh, Incendius, my name is Unicef. Um, just like the charity. Yeah, just the like exact the same thing. Because I heal the kids. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love that. I, yesterday, I I was on the Zeppelin, and I do this thing where I'll just like I'll slash yell and i'll just tell everyone like everyone i'm taking donations one copper for the kids and like one copper is nothing in game so a lot of people <laughs> open it up so someone gives me like 69 copper nice and yeah. then nice. Another, <laughs> another guy opens up and he's a hunter so he has bullets on him and he just puts one bullet into the trade window he's like this is for the kids <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ dude nice nice that's yeah. amazing yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, like well it's so interesting to me that it has like a, a breathing and living economy in game that's just like you know influenced by the player base yeah totally man we had a bunch of people migrate to our server because uh we had a, a very balanced server it was almost 50 50 on the horde and alliance side and it was populated enough that you could get anything you wanted on the auction house but not so populated that you couldn't find things in the open world so a bunch of people just migrated to our server and things have doubled in cost um you can't get anything in the open world right now it's like we have an overpopulated server right now so we'll see how blizzard handles that but i hope they handle it somehow because i can't get my herbs to make my potions god damn it (laughs) (laughs) so uh any uh any other kind of passions that you guys have or want to talk about into movies, music, or anything like that? Yeah, hentai. Yeah, okay. big into hentai. All three yeah, of I'm us. Big into yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's enough for me, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, I play music. I have like 11, 12 instruments in my apartment. Um, mostly play guitar, but I have a keyboard that's at Ethan's place right now, an accordion, a bass guitar, a trombone. Um, bunch of stuff i really enjoy music i don't play it as much as i used to in my younger years but whenever i'm with a group of people who also play music i love just to take out the instruments and jam with them and play some wonderwall yeah exactly yeah i wait until uh i I bring people into my apartment give them a couple beers and then i make them watch and listen as i play wonderwall (laughs) in completion (laughs) that's almost a kink honestly (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, I have passions for other stuff. Like, uh, thankfully, the format of our show and the fact that I do a title card for every episode uh, really kind of supports a lot of my stuff. Um, I definitely have a passion for comedy and my sneezy cat who is interrupting me right now. <laughs> I will, I will throw you out of the window. Oh, she's so sweet. <laughs> she sits with me. Yeah, every and she'll time really I come be a screamer. 
She loves Jamie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Kat's name is Screamer, by the way, for context. Uh, has a little... Tyler's comment there would not have made sense to anybody who did not have a conversation <laughs> with me uh, two hours ago. <laughs> she has a little broken cat voice, so it comes out like a scream. She's, not busted, up. She's a busted up old barn cat, who yeah. I think is like 10 at this point. I don't, I don't really know. Yeah. Um, so I'll, my passion for art and my passion for uh, is basically completely fulfilled by the podcast because I get to read about other people's work and then also do my title cards. Uh, some of our episodes are missing title cards and that's just holdover stuff from various crises that have occurred over the past three and a half years <laughs> uh, where it's just, it's just been too busy or whatever. It's um, like piece of art a week, like go. Sometimes you just don't have the inspiration, I guess. Yeah, I thankfully though, I had a good streak. I think I did like almost 90 episodes straight on time. And then things, whatever, right? Just like the the river got a little choppy. Um, you got to do the art every week. I make Ethan do the editing half the time. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, so a lot of that's fulfilled. I have a passion for comedy as well. Like the way I write my scripts is I write them, like I do write a lot of my jokes beforehand and then kind of allow the improv of the three of us working together uh to kind of feed into that or replace jokes or or like support other jokes uh so i like comedy a lot like i'm too much of a coward to do stand-up so the podcast kind of replaces that since i'm not in front of anybody um this would be a great city to do it in pete like montreal's got a lot of i have seen enough fucking amateur stand-up in this goddamn city to last a lifetime (laughs) and i would I'm really glad that I don't currently need to do that. <laughs> oh, come on. It's fun. It's fun. Uh, you just gotta get out and do it. It's like an empathy nightmare, because you watch someone upstate on stage just bomb, and then you're just like, oh, man, that could be me if I only had the cajones for it. Yeah, but, like, well, I think what people do is they bomb a couple times, then they watch, like, another comedian bomb, and they just love it. They like, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Most comedians start off just consistently bombing and then it's like a hump you got to work over but that just sounds so intimidating i don't think i have the constitution to do that I, i'm just not brave enough um another thing i'm really passionate about is like paleontology and evolution so like i have like i have my cat but i also have my axolotl which is like a really uh-huh. weird animal and just love it and you know like i constantly want more animals to like raise and take care of yeah. and it's just like i really like I really like weird pets and learning how to take care of them and make them happy because that's like a challenge unto itself. I have a husky and I love her more than anything in the world. She's almost 10 now. I just went to the park uh, before we came here and she was rolling around in the snow and stuff too. So we, uh, all of us except for, oh, I love them, man. They're awesome. Ethan doesn't have a pet, but. He lives with a professional Mortal Kombat player. That's kind of like having a pet. (laughs) (laughs) Now he, he likes an- like Ethan's great with animals. Like my dog goes crazy every time he comes over, but he's just so busy that I don't think he wants to commit to having something that needs him at home all the time. Yeah, yeah. you should just get a snake. You need to feed him like twice a month. <laughs> yeah, or another pro gamer. A second pro <laughs> gamer would really he could really take care of that. <laughs> the gamers you got to feed every day though, and they yeah. tend to. Do not- you really? No, you, you can just leave. You no, you can just leave the bowl out, but you know it's not good for them. <laughs> you, you can just you can just leave one of those like uh, one of those oversized uh, upside down bottles with a little angled tube on it like a like a hamster just full of monster energy and he'll he'll, he'll take care of himself. One of those papery dog food bags that are usually full of kibble, but they're full of like frozen uh, like pop. Oh, uh, hot pockets! Hot pockets! Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh God! <laughs> or a trough. Yeah. Yeah, just a trough of hot pockets. <laughs> uh, that sounds well, disgusting. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Hot Pocket drops on the floor. It's like, oh, don't worry. The gamers will get it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to pick that up. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Much of degenerate uh, nerds we are. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, outside of outside of gaming and and artwork that is completely taken care of by the podcast, I'm very much like a interest in science and evolution and exotic animal husbandry. Honestly, not that I have more than <laughs> one animal, but like it's just it's just a fun thing to do. Like I have um, currently, I'm on my second uh, like butler guppy. So my- oh my god, he's putting these servant fish into the tank, and his main fish just keeps eating it. Yeah, so my axolotl. She's about like probably about eleven inches long now, um, and she's whoa. No need to brag, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and she's thick too. She's she's a chonker. Um, but the thing with axolotls is they're quite aggressive. They'll eat basically any living thing they can fit in their mouths. So you have to keep like the rocks and everything at the bottom of the tank has to be large enough that she won't choke because they're not bright, obviously. Huh. Um, but I was having this problem with the tank where it was just like too dirty i didn't have the time to clean it as much as i felt like i should so there were all these teeny tiny little worms inside of it called detritus worms and i was like they're harmless but i don't like them so i got myself a guppy and you know quarantined him for a month just so just in case he had any diseases from the pet store tossed him in the tank one month later he mysteriously disappeared but the tank's clean as fuck axolotl says she was at work didn't see him leave so i was just like cool man whatever uh, so I went and got another one. So I'm on my second cleaner guppy who's going to be put in the tank, I think, in about four or five days. I think he's about a month. Where are you keeping this fish? He's got- in the kitchen. He's in a fishbowl in the kitchen. Oh, my God. I didn't mm. notice that. So I'm on my second one there. Uh, and he likely... The problem is now the tank is still so clean, I don't think he'll have enough food. Because what happened to the other guppy was as he cleaned the tank, he had to go deeper and deeper into the water. I have a 20-gallon aquarium for uh, my salamander. So he had to go deeper and deeper into the tank to get food, and axolotls just kind of sit at the bottom and walk around underwater like a normal salamander would. What are we so talking about? At some point, he just, I guess, in his quest for food, just got too far down into the depths and vanished, man. Oh my god. And now I got another one who's a lot more aggressive, so I don't think he's going to last as long. I think he's 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 got some stones on him that are going to get him killed. Well, we'll see. What if, what if he's twice as big and your axolotl's gone? Yeah, my one-inch guppy. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> He's just in the shape of the axolotl, the guppy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so my first guppy was black and yellow, and I named him Pittsburgh. Um, nice. And then this, my current guppy is kind of like a shiny green, and his name is Ellis, after Ellis Island in New York. Nice. Yeah. And when he dies, I will think of another American city and match it up to a new guppy. <laughs> As <laughs> I can't really sleep without the stench of death in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> where do you get an axolotl? Okay, so I don't really know. Well, uh, so now the last time I went to the pet store, uh, they actually have little ones. They're like two and a half inches long. It they're like thirty Canadian dollars. You got it from a friend whose axolotl had babies and could not support all of their little lives, right? Correct. Like, yeah. but this was all super serendipitous. Like, my girlfriend found out what an axolotl was, and was just like, "Holy shit, these things are cute as fuck." I'm like, "I know. I've seen them before. They are just." the cutest they have like a permanent little smile because of the shape of their head (laughs) and then it turns out this like girl she went to high school with had been breeding them and was just like hey they're all getting kind of big and they're trying to eat each other i need people to adopt and that's how i ended up with it it's just like total happenstance that my girlfriend was like hey a friend of mine 
is breeding these things that I just found out about that are adorable. Uh, can we get one? And I was like, fuck yeah, of course. They're and- crazy though. Like we've talked about it on, on episodes, but like at, at a certain, on one of our Magic the Gathering, uh, the Jessica Thrice Touched episode, I think it was. Okay, yeah. We were talking about, uh, with you, about it. Like if there's too much sodium in there. Iodine. If there's too much iodine in in their diet or in the water or anything, they just grow lungs and drown. Yeah, so they can, com- they're, I can't remember the actual term for it because they're a fully aquatic amphibian, so they're not technically amphibious. Yeah. But they will, they can lose their external gills and finish metamorphosis into a large salamander if, I think it's because of their thyroid would be my best guess, if they end up ingesting or being injected with too much iodine. I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, they can also weird. regrow almost any part of their body. Like mine lost her foot. It was chewed off by one of her siblings a few months before I got her, and her foot had already grown back by the time I got it. <laughs> her name is Push-Ups, because their arms grow in first, and all she could do is push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> You're like blowing my mind. These are this I, I had no idea about uh what axolotls were like, and they're even weirder than I imagined. They're they're super. They're almost extinct in the wild. So having one in captivity here, I I think is doing God's work, keeping one keeping one fresh. Of course, they're almost extinct. If they get too much of one mineral, they just drown. Yeah. But they also live in Mexico City only, which is, from what I understand, doesn't have the cleanest rivers on earth. No, I got parasites while I was there. Yeah, <laughs> from spaghetti. Yeah. Axolotls <laughs> love spaghetti. It's so Mexican many, spaghetti. So many parasites. <laughs> I was trying to avoid the the tap water, but I went to. Uh, I went out with some of the people who were working for me, and they're like, we got to go to this place, and it wasn't the nicest place, but I was like, ah, oh, well, like, when in Mexico, right? Yeah. So, the, But it, it looked like a can of spaghetti had a cup of water put on top of it. Oh, God. And mm. then everyone's eating it, like, yum, and they're like, you're not eating yours. I'm like, okay, so I eat it. A couple days later, I have amiibos living in my intestines. <laughs> Uh, I really like the fact that this has like kind of gone between interview about lore boys and kind of just like Joe Rogan talking about random shit. Like I'm having a great time. <laughs> no, I'm loving it. This is this is a lot of fun. Yeah, no, this is this is great. One thing I did want to say, um, and we've kind of been touching upon this, is you know a lot of why I wanted to start a podcast to talk about these things is to you know show my appreciation for not only like the artistry of world building. Um, you know, video games and all this other kind of stuff we're talking about. But, you know, as long as I've had this hobby of reading and playing games, it's been my one main escape. And I find that you guys provide a great resource for people to kind of get lost in a story, have a good time. Putting you guys on, it is like you're just sitting at the table talking, uh, you know, about games like you would do just naturally in life with some friends you guys are definitely uh, providing a service out there for people with, with the same kind of passions that we have. That's phenomenal to hear. Honestly, yeah. I'm, I'm really, really glad. That's the reason I came up with the name Lore Boys because we had a couple of names that we bandied around. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, we met at a bar in downtown Montreal, if you ever find yourself here, called Brutopia, which make all their own beers in the basement, like lunatics, like Homer Simpson, basically. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, like, I it nothing was presented to me to be like oh yeah we need a name but the idea that it would be like a casual show where you're just like hanging with the boys kind of made sense and that's that's where the name came from yeah I I just always like talking about the games with with Ethan beforehand really getting to know Peter and then obviously with Peter as well and um, every time we talk about a game or um, a card game or anything like I usually want to play it afterwards. Like it gets me me excited to talk about my friend with my friends about this stuff. Yeah. And then I 
it's really cool to hear that that it's landing on the other side too because podcasting is weird you don't really get to hear from your listeners most of the time like 90 percent of everyone's just going to download it listen and they're not going to reach out to you but we hear from the people we do hear from it's really really cool yeah we've got a couple regulars for email us at least twice a month i'd say something like that we we hear from them yeah. yeah yeah Again, mostly in the states and Australia, of all places. Like our uh, Canadian audience is either non-existent or uh, too shy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, is there uh, anything else you guys uh, maybe want to talk about? Um, any any upcoming uh, things you're excited about? Um, I've been trying to organize a collab with a YouTuber in Europe uh, called Anger. Uh, she does Dota lore, so we're gonna have a Dota episode at some point. Uh, she told me she was busy at the end of February, which is at time of recording where we are. So it'll probably be in March. We're going to do Dota. I'll do more Halo eventually. I've done three episodes about Halo, but I'm going to take a break. And that's about it. Going to catch up on more art, uh, keep our YouTube channel going. Our YouTube channel is like a way out of date archive of um, older episodes where you can get the audio and the, and the title cards at the same time. But uh, that's about it. Um, Yeah. I'd, I'd say just like, if if you've never heard of us and you're kind of interested, uh, if you listen this far, you might be. Um, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> unless unless you're <laughs> unless you're tied up, then God, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go to loreboys.com, theloreboys.com. Uh, you can just check out a couple of the episodes, or you just look up Loreboys on any of your podcast apps. We're on all of them. And if you do um, want to reach out to us, loreboyspodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Like I. It makes my day to get any email at all. Like, even just to hear, I heard you on this, guys. Like, what what episode do you think would be good for me? I would be totally happy to respond to that and, help, and like, get to know you guys because I just love interacting with, with the people. Yeah, and uh, if, because this is going out on both of our feeds, uh, if you're a Lore Boys listener, if you're one of the Lore folk, uh, Tyler here is from the Other Worlds podcast, right. uh, which is very similar. Uh, I like it a lot uh the episodes are much shorter but they're very calming uh much more accurate than any of our bullshit <laughs> i can guarantee that <laughs> if you're doing a book report you're gonna want to listen to the other worlds and not the lore boys <laughs> guarantee it um yeah uh that that's it yeah check us out at uh lore boys podcast on instagram if you want to see honestly the instagram I, I i keep up to date with the title cards but our title cards are meant for screens, not for phones, so they don't look great because they're not squares. But um, you can see our pets on the story and 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 whatnot. And again, yeah, reach out and of course you can appreciate those title cards on the website too. They they come in pretty good. Yeah, well, they're proper sized on the website. They're made yeah. for the website, right? So yeah, and yeah. the website like it's so self indulgent. But like every once in a while, when I'm bored at work, I'll just like open it up. And like scroll through and just see how much content is out there. I right do that now. too. Yeah. And like, honestly, if you're looking to get into something uh, that you haven't already, like we have a lot, a lot, a lot of content. Maybe you'll hate us. That's fine. Tell us that too. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you don't have the time for one piece, but you have more time than you need, yeah. you can listen to Lore Boys. Yeah. There's a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and Tyler, I don't know if, you, if since it's going to show up on our feed, if you want to do any plugs or like say anything about your own podcast i unfortunately um i i'm not super familiar with it peter introduced me to you so please yeah, yeah. please plug away for our listeners all right yeah so i'm tyler uh tyler cerillo i do the other worlds podcast um i'm not a lo- on a lot of social media uh, really i just do instagram so you can find me on instagram at the other worlds podcast 
Um, I'm trying to, you know, consistently post on there. I don't know if you saw Peter, my, uh, my one, my one meme post I had the other day, but that's kind of, that's probably what you could expect from me. No original (laughs) art, but I'll try to make some original memes. (laughs) Nice, man. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yes. What ambition. Original memes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I just want to thank both of you again for taking time out today to come talk to me and uh, for you know doing this collab. I-, I had a great time talking to you guys. Yeah, thank you yeah, for asking. Man. It's it's the wildest thing, honestly. Like, we, we, we have our over 100 episodes, yeah. uh, but, like, if we had exactly the same amount of downloads as we had episodes i'd probably still want to do it because it keeps me from going crazy and it's just nice to yeah. make something we love talking to you man and uh, i feel like we, we talked a lot so i look forward to getting to know your stuff more i'm definitely going to be listening to you after this and uh thanks for having us yeah thank you guys and uh, i hope we could you know keep this uh keep in contact and you know possibly do some other collab stuff i'd be happy to yeah, yeah. absolutely you could come up to montreal and see peter's t- thigh tattoos yeah and, if you'd like and his wall yeah. art yeah. <laughs> very interested and, yeah, and ethan's foot fetish dungeon <laughs> well i guess that constitutes uh what do we say outer boys uh yeah uh uh, uh an, uh, an other worlds <laughs> yeah, boys other boys or the other boys the, the other, other boys, boys out. Out. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Tyler. Thank you, guys. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.